welcome to Solidarity on the Bench. I don't know if you guys can hear that there is a difference in the quality of this. That is because I am recording on my phone. I do have a, I do have a mic. I'm not using it because I'm currently sitting at one of my favorite spots at the mountains. And it's a full week before I graduate. I have six days left or five, I guess, if you don't include my graduation day. And I'm sitting and I'm reflecting and I'm feeling a lot of things. And the the goal of this podcast at the beginning was not necessarily to come on and be put together. I think that somewhere along the way, in my attempts to want to put my best foot forward on the internet, I lost that. And I wanted to give everyone the best kind of content. I wanted to show up. I wanted to be educational. But I think that sometimes valuable content comes from moments like this. Which is why I'm not waiting to film this until I like get back to my dorm. I really feel... Like, I need to film this now, and I need to show you guys, or let you guys hear, because you can't really see anything, this is a podcast, but let you guys hear, just, like, this moment of vulnerability, um, this is, like, originally what I wanted the podcast to be, is things that I would normally talk about in my voice memos, and by myself, and in moments of deep shame, and in deep vulnerability, and in deep loneliness, getting to share that with the world to show that you are not alone in feeling all of these feelings especially when you I don't know where I was going with that but like I think that in a lot of moments like this like it feels very individual it feels like no one has ever felt this feeling before and no one in your life is ever going through the same thing that you're going through and it's really hard to talk and to reach out for help in moments like this I really, like, it's so much easier to put on a front or to just disappear from social media altogether, which is what I've been doing. And I was listening back to some of my old voice memos because I realized that this is, like, one of the last times that I'm ever going to be back at my favorite spot because I'm graduating from college and I'm leaving this place. And I was listening to these voice messages, sorry, these voice memos that I recorded last year around this same time, around, like, the April-May and I was not doing well, and I feel like I'm still not doing well, and it's been a constant battle this past year of doing okay, and thinking that that was great, and then not doing okay, and pulling myself out of it. It has just been pulling myself out of hole after hole after hole in the past year, especially this spring semester, and you know, college is supposed to be the best four years of your life, or whatever, definitely was not mine, if these are the best four years of my life, then that sucks, (laughs) because it hasn't been really that good, and I don't know, I'm just reflecting, I realize as well when I'm speaking that I say and and so, instead of pausing a lot, so, uh, filming podcasts is really interesting, because I, I get to listen to my own speech pattern, But I'm sitting here and I'm reflecting and there's no real purpose to this episode except, I mean, well, 
there's no purpose in the sense that there's no message. There's not something that you can learn. I hope that this episode emphasizes the solidarity part of solidarity on the bench more than ever because I'm sitting here crying in my car. I'm feeling really emotional and I wasn't crying when I started filming this, but I'm feeling emotional in the sense that this is not how I wanted my college experience to go. I'm leaving. There's no redos. There's no more years to make it the experience that I want. I remember when I was a freshman thinking about wanting to transfer. Sometimes I still wish I did. It's been really hard existing at these colleges, for me especially, um, but probably not any more than it would be for a regular person, honestly. Socially, college has been really hard. It's been full of ups and downs. And... I just, it is, I don't know, this is just a moment of vulnerability. I was journaling in my in my journal that I brought up to the mountains today. I have my Chipotle. If you guys know, you know. Like, I don't have therapy today. It's a Saturday. I'm, oh, for context, I'm filming on a Saturday. It's I just watched the sunset. So there's no therapy. There's no nothing. There's no greater purpose to this except to talk about the stuff that I'm going through. Yeah, I was writing that I was feeling a lot of shame. I was feeling a lot of guilt. I went out the other night and I saw people that used to play a really big role in my life. And I felt so much shame seeing them because I I don't interact with them anymore. They're not a very good person. They didn't make me feel very good. And it's like really weird to see people that you had placed so much value on and you spent so much time with and feel not nothing, not apathy, but like anger and embarrassment and shame. And I watched myself, like I was like an outer body experience. I watched myself cover it up in front of the people that knew me and knew that person. And I remember trying to be funny and trying to be relatable and quirky and fun and... I'm holding a lot of a lot of stuff in me right now. A lot of feelings that revolve around guilt and shame and loneliness. There are feelings that I don't normally talk about often. I don't think anyone really talks about them often. It's hard to talk about these things. It's hard to pinpoint exactly why you're feeling these things, but I can feel them in my body and I can recognize that it makes my chest tight. And I, it's like, I'm having trouble breathing. I know that's the signs of having an anxiety attack, having a panic attack. I haven't had one of those in a really long time. But there's just a lot of, a lot of pent up energy in me that my body is choosing to release right now by crying. And by letting that energy out, it's feeling good to have tears flowing down my face and just just letting it out but yeah I'm just reflecting kind of on my college experience it's very bittersweet on the one hand I'm really ready to leave I'm ready for the next thing I'm ready to hang out with my people I'm ready to meet new people I'm ready to live in a city on the other hand obviously this is the last time that life is ever going to be like this 
Like, I, I'm never going to go back and live in a dorm. I'm never going to be surrounded by so many people my age. And I know that these things are true. And, like, I know that, like, these are the things that people miss the most. Because people in my life are coming back and they're like, don't take the dining halls for granted. Don't take the proximity to your friends for granted. You're going to miss that when you leave. And I'm trying to soak it all up. And I'm trying to soak it all in. But it's hard because I've never been the one to have a best friend. I've never been the one to have one person to do everything with. And that's fun. And that's fine. And it's really fun to have friends in all different aspects of my life and have people that bring out different sides of me and nurture different sides of me. But on the flip side, no one really tells you how lonely it is because if you don't have one person to do everything with, it's really on you to go out and schedule these lunches, schedule these hangouts. And it's hard because just like your friends know that you have other friends you know that your friends have other people that they would hang out with. And sometimes it's really hard when some of your really good friends have best friends and you see them doing things and they don't invite you, they don't include you, even if you've explicitly asked if they're free that day, if they want to hang out, they leave you hanging. No No one really talks about how hard that is. Like, I know it's not personal, but I also don't want to intellectualize my feelings. I don't want to say, because I know that it's not personal... I don't get to feel as sad as I do. I know that two things can be true at one time. The intention for the other person is not necessarily to make me feel excluded. However, the consequence of them not communicating what they're doing that day, etc., etc., is me feeling this exclusion, me feeling this loneliness. And it's not necessarily, as I said, their fault, but both things can be true. They didn't mean to do that, and yet it still made me feel this way. No one talks about that. Why don't we talk about that? (laughs) Another thing that I'm thinking a lot about is... I don't know. I actually don't know what I'm thinking a lot about. Oh, another thing I'm thinking a lot about is I was listening to some voice memos where... This time last year, I really, really, really liked someone. And I can hear that joy in my voice. And it's really so funny to me now because I don't have any contact with that person. I like completely cold turkey, like no contacted. uh, We like have no contact since October. And it's really funny to me to listen. I need to blow my nose. It's really funny to me to listen to these voice messages and listen to how happy I was and (laughs) not that like it was delusional in any sense because I genuinely think that like he was making me really happy when I was hanging out with him but I've gone so long without being in a relationship I haven't been in a relationship since um I think I broke up with the last person I dated in July of 2020 so it's been about three years it feels like it's due time it feels like it's my time, but also I know that I was historically a serial dater in the past, so it's probably really good for me to be lonely, and if I'm craving something, then that means it's not necessarily time yet. It's not ready yet. I'm not ready to be in a relationship yet if I want it this bad, but it is 
such a nice reminder to hear the joy in my voice and to hear the laughter and the giggles and all of that when I'm talking about this person in my voice messages because I remind myself that this feeling is still possible and that no matter how long it is, no matter how long it's going to take, there's going to come a time where I'm going to have that same joy and that same love in my life and that same like giggly feeling that you have when you get a crush on someone like I'm going to have that again and I'm so excited. I think that there's so much for me to look forward to and to look ahead to. It's hard to stay where my feet are planted because there's so much that I'm looking forward to. Something I wrote in my journal the other day. Sorry, this is all over the place. But anyways, I said, maybe when they said make more memories, they meant that you need to sit in this present moment before it comes becomes a memory. I know that sounds really stupid, but I remember specifically like, one of my friends on my null trip when I went backpacking in Alaska, I told him that I have a really hard time being present and being exactly where I am. And I don't know why, like my mind is always running 10,000 miles a minute and I can never concentrate on what I'm doing and be fully present where I'm here. And he was like, okay, we're going to try this exercise. And to be fair, it completely 100% did not work. However, I think about this moment a lot. And so maybe, (laughs) maybe it did work in some convoluted way. But he made me stare at this image in front of me, just whatever was in front of me. Not this image, we didn't have phones or anything, but like he made me stare at the mountains in front of me and he said I had to memorize as much as I could and then close my eyes and try to recite it back to him. And he gave me a minute. I looked at the mountains. I looked at the rolling hills. I told him some obscure things like there was a tree that had kind of a shaving uh, coming off like three quarters of the way on the left side of the hill and he was like how did you see that like how do you remember that in a minute while also remembering the exact shape of the mountains and all of that stuff and while it's really hard for me to recall that image because I actually can't see images in my brain I can just I more like feel things feel the bone in my body I can feel you know the rocks that I was sitting on I can feel what I was wearing I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and I remember it was freezing because it was the sun was setting and the clouds were rolling in and I remember exactly where I was at that moment. He was like, this is like an exercise. It's like, now you have to stare and you have to try to memorize different things for the next minute. And you close your eyes. And you try to layer these two images on top of each other and do that again and again and again until you are really trying to think about exactly what's in front of you and putting all of your mental energy in exactly what's in front of you instead of thinking about the past or the future or other things that aren't the present moment i guess now that i'm saying it out loud he was on to something he didn't explain it like that but that's exactly what i took away from it it's probably what he meant too wow wow shout out thank you miles <laughs> you're probably not listening to this but thank you because i don't remember i don't remember the image at all but i remember the moment and i've done it a lot of times i've since then pretended to like take a picture of whatever moment is in front of me and I try to remember what that moment feels like and I'm going to try to remember every single little thing and I'm going to close my eyes remember it open my eyes correct myself correct my image and continue doing that until all I can think about is exactly what's in front of me and sometimes like 
the action of putting my hands into like what looks like a little camera, a little rectangle and pretending to take a picture of whatever is going on is worth so much more than taking an actual picture because I'll remember the moment. I'll remember how it feels. I was taking a media studies class this semester called social media and it was talking about how this constant source of archiving is actually really bad for our memories because if we know that we can just take a picture of whatever is in front of us or whatever we want to remember we're not actually going to try to remember it so I'm trying to remember this moment I'm trying to remember the feeling my my left leg is going a little bit numb because it's resting on the edge of the car you guys could probably hear the car is going up and down the road to my left as well and the light is on there's no sunset anymore i've been talking and now it's dark and i should probably finish my food but i'm gonna remember this moment because i'm intentionally trying to remember it and i think that whether or not you actually remember the moment or not is not is not necessarily the the point of the exercise the point of the exercise is to get you out of your head and get you back into your body and get you back into whatever moment you're trying to remember. So, wow. I think that's a really fun exercise and I'm going to try to keep doing it again and again. But to close this off, I think it's really bittersweet. I am about to graduate from college and it wasn't the college experience that I wanted, but it was the college experience that I got. And I'm so thankful for so many aspects of my college experience, for allowing me to feel comfortable, to feel included by so many different people, to make so many lasting memories. It's incredible. There's a blinking light. Sorry, I got really distracted because there's like a car that just parked um, a couple of hundred feet behind me. Anyways, <laughs> I am going to miss this. I'm going to miss the freedom. I'm going to miss this. Not necessarily the loneliness that has made me start crying, but I am going to miss a lot of different aspects of college that I think I took for granted, even if I was trying not to. And I hope that everyone listening to this also has a place that they can escape to by themselves, that they can reflect on, that they can find as their happy place. I actually got these mountains tattooed on me a couple of weeks ago because this place has become such a happy place for me because I spent so much time up here reflecting and growing and learning and having a second therapy session. If you know, you know. <laughs> and I'm going to have to find another another happy place, another place that makes me feel like this i'm trying not to mourn the present moment i'm trying to be exactly where i am and when i end this podcast episode when i end this just know that i'm gonna sit here for another 30 minutes and i'm gonna think about all of the things that i've thought of over the past two years that i've spent hanging out on this stupid little turnout on my favorite mountain range and I'm ultimately just so, so, so grateful for everything in my life. The best mindset that I, I don't know, I love about myself is that I have no regrets. Because regrets 
are sucky and wishing that you could change the past is not actually going to change the past and every single thing that has happened in the past has helped you become the person that you are today so full circle I don't really know what I talked about in this episode but it this may be the most vulnerable episode I've ever filmed and I do want to share this even though it's really scary and even though this is not something I have ever shared, like, this is, like, not a state that I have ever recorded anything in. And it's probably not a state that I will ever record anything in, like, podcast-wise. But I think it's really important to talk about your feelings, talk about what you're going through, and share that with people so that they know that it's they're not you're not alone. Your experiences are not unique. However sad that is, like you could make that, you could take that and feel sad about it, or you could feel like really happy. You could feel a lot of solidarity or whatever, I guess. So on that note, thank you so much for listening to me rambling in my voice in the in the voice memo app on my phone for however long this podcast episode is. I am truly, truly so grateful to everyone who has ever supported me and for anyone who has ever seen any piece of content that I've created. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for being here, not just here listening to this podcast, but here on this earth. I know how hard it's been for you to be exactly where you are today, and I hope you know that I am so, so deeply proud of you. And I'm sending you so much love. From one vulnerable place to another, I am sending you all of the love in my heart that I have to give. So I guess it is time for me to do a regular podcast outro, which feels so weird because I have like tears in my eyes. But I guess if you want to find more of me, I'm elsewhere on the internet. <laughs> I have a newsletter that I also comes out every Tuesday. It's called the 111 newsletter, which will be linked down below. I'm also super probably uh, kind of active on Instagram. <laughs> So I'll leave that link down below as well. I also have TikTok, Goodreads, Spotify. I don't know. All of my links will be down below. So if you are interested in seeing more from me, that's where you can find me. I will see you guys next Tuesday. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll probably have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this just because it feels more vulnerable and heavy than what usually happens on this podcast. But if you are interested in more of me, you know where to find me. All right. I love you guys so much. Thank you again for listening and hanging out with me and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.